Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. West Bank Hotline. He is Mike Clemens. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? Uh, well, I was fine up until that last thing that happened. Uh, okay, uh, Mike, uh, first things are first. Are we going to play the bumper? Uh, yes, because if we don't, you won't be very happy, and we have to play it. Okay. Sorry, uh, here here is the uh, sound bite that, yes, uh, here is the Mike Clemens uh, sounder that he wanted. Rodgers throws end zone for Adams. He's got it. Touchdown, Packers. Standing still and hauling it in from an active Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, three today for Aaron Rodgers, and two have gone to that man. Aaron and I, we have our own meetings with just me and him, just going over certain routes. He tells me to come to him with certain routes that I like going into the week, and we talk about that. And, yeah, my preparation was pretty much wrapped up Friday, and then it was just locking in, tapping into, you know, getting ready to play here in front of 0,000 fans, man. All right. Uh, I love that. Zero thousand fans. Zero thousand, yeah. It's the best. Mike Clements hey, joins hey, us hey, now here on the Wendy's Big Show, brought to you by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Watch the Green Bay games at Jim Dandies with $2 domestic taps, $3 rails, and $4 imports, plus free food at halftime. JimDandiesGrill.com. Uh, Mike, uh, I, I guess first things first, I mean, you, you've watched this team for the last several years. This offense, uh, your thoughts closer to how Aaron Rodgers looked back in his MVP years, more so than the last few years? Well, specifically on Rodgers, you know, he comes into camp, things start looking better by week two, and he drops this thing. He says, yeah, okay, in the offseason, I looked at tape from 2011. Now, that's the year they went 15-1, and where he not only won the Super Bowl the year before, but they really throttled up that offense along with Joe Philbin in 2011 when they went 15-1. and And he said, I saw something then that I needed to work on. And now we know what that was. I thought we might have to go the whole season before we find out, you know, it's, um, it's something to do with my hands. It's something to do with my timing. Maybe it's just got to do with my attitude or my body language on the field. And, no, he said it's, it's his legs. And, you know, we did this interview with Chris Sims who's now a pretty good analyst for football, you know, former NFL quarterback, the son of Phil, who did this one-on-one interview with Aaron uh, last year in the spring. And Roger said, you know, at the end of the day, particularly for quarterbacks, it's not your arm that goes, it's your legs. And they were at a golf tournament, and he said, Tony Romo would still be out here if it wasn't for his legs. It wasn't the back injury. He lost his legs. And so Aaron thought that the tape that he watched back from 2011 – how much better power he got 
off his legs, and so he did a bunch of squats and worked on his legs in this off season to make him feel better that that's what he can have more confidence, a little more zip on the ball, a little more accuracy. And I thought he was deadly accurate with those throws in that game. And that it, so it starts with that, an attitude change where I think he's simplified his life. And you know we we went through this already. 12, 13 years ago, when Favre went into what ended up being his last season, and he took that team 13-3, and but they lost the Giants. And all the stuff I heard from his family, from Scott Favre and Benita, about, yeah, they were here this, they were on this roll, 13-3, and and Brett was looking at the laptop after, after wins. He was going over the tape Sunday nights after wins. He was obsessed with it. And I wouldn't be surprised that Rodgers just is, you know, you have ebbs and flows in life. I just bet that he is more committed than ever to make this thing work and to be positive. And I think that's why some of these players started saying, "Yeah, he's in a pretty good mood because he is on the revenge tour, Sparky. He is. Well, and I, and yeah, I don't agree or disagree with that, Mike. But, Mike, your your thoughts on fans, no fans there. How 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 was that? How weird was that for you? It was so much more quieter than I thought it was going to be. I thought really? that they would pump up the music and the NFL crowd sound effects. You could hear everything. You could, you, when Lane Taylor got carted off, I heard this clapping, like, well, where's that coming from? You know, you look up, mm-hmm. and it, it's actually the Vikings and the Packers clapping. It was, it was that noticeable. It was that easy wow. to hear that. I was surprised that the U.S. Bank Stadium Operations Office didn't have the volume higher in there. Uh, with that big dome. So it was quiet and and just kind of weird. It was like watching more like a tennis match than a football game. It's like I told Bart this morning, the center court of Mayfair Mall is louder Christmas week than that football stadium was mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, Mike, uh, two linemen go down, significant starters. Runyon comes in. But it's not about the assignment, Mike, but when Runyon comes in, Aaron is still doing his hard count. Last year, you know, 22 times his guys jumped. The other opponent jumped six times. So you have to give the coaches a lot of credit for having these guys prepared. Having them prepared, uh, to the players' credit, too, to not jump. And and how how smart is it of Aaron Rodgers to say, okay, how can I make an empty stadium on the road work for me? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do silent count. I'm going to do hard count. And he must have stressed that to all his guys on offense, like, here's what we're going to do, here's the things we're going to change, and it's going to be coming early and often. And they got the Vikings to jump off four times. You know, they were giving them first downs at the start of that game, just taking and keeping Kirk Cousins on the sidelines. It was extremely well executed that way. Uh, Just great of Rodgers to say, how can I take advantage of this? Because the Vikings certainly had no plan for something like that. Um, So... I, th- I thought that was sharp. In terms of the offensive line, Lee, um, Runyon looked okay. I think he got about 15 snaps. Uh, Lane Taylor, gone for the season. But it's, as soon as they can get Billy Turner back, they go back to plan A from the spring, which was I would think it would be Turner staying at right guard and bringing in Rick Wagner from the Lions to, at his normal position at right tackle. And if they can get Turner back this week or the week after, um, they should be good with that. Lucas Patrick had to leave the game on that. The, his last play against the Vikings 
was that drop pass that Devontae had in the first half, that goal line stand that the Vikings put up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, yesterday there was some indication that uh, that he would be able to come back. It wasn't that serious, would be able to come back and could be ready at least as a backup uh, for this Lions game coming up Sunday. Go ahead, Steve. You know, talking with Mike Clemens, our better green and gold reporter here on the Wendy's Big Show. Mike, when we talk about Devontae Adams, we, we had this as a topic earlier in the show. Anxious to hear uh, what you think about it. How many targets and receptions do you expect from Devontae Adams on a week-to-week basis? Uh, obviously, this week was quite high. and went and did the numbers for last year, and he averaged about <laughs> 10 or so targets and about six catches a game, which seems really low to me, especially with the way this offense goes. If they're going to continue to dink and dunk uh, throughout the game, I, I would expect targets and catches to go up significantly from where he was last year. Well, he had 17. How many passes did Rodgers throw this week? Was it 44? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's not a That's good pretty number. high. Yeah, that's not a good number. And and Devontae ends up catching 14 passes. He ties the team franchise record right. by Don Hudson in 1942. So it's been a while. Um, I, I think you've got to have a little bit more balance. But I think there's trust there for MVS, don't you? And, and Alan Lazard, certainly, uh, as those guys coming back as other options to, to drop the ball off to. And I saw them scheming open Marquez Valdez-Scanling, wide open. And, of course, he had that one drop on the long ball and that killer drop that was over the middle. Uh, so I, I think Rodgers will be able to dink and dunk to those guys. Uh, and then what about the tight ends? Josiah DeGurl. What, I thought he looked great. I know he had like one or two catches, but just the way that they used him as a lead blocker, you know, where they had him and uh, Jamal Williams wide in the backfield, and then they both run to the left, and he ends up he could be a target. He ends up being the lead blocker, and Jamal takes a pass. This is like in the first quarter that picks up 15 yards. I mean, he really looked the part to me. He almost looked more the part of the tight end that Rodgers has been missing for years uh, over Robert Tanyan. And there's three or four of these players that they had under the radar during camp that, that they got in early and often on that game that was I thought was really exciting. Mike, you've been in the training camp for the for the most part. This this is it Burns kid? This Burns kid that they got? I guess he was on the practice the squad. They bring him. Yeah, yeah where, where did this kid yeah. come from? Uh, Gary, the, the first team defense is out there in the game, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, who's 51? And then I take my depth chart, and I'm looking at it. He's not even on the roster, Gary, because oh they put this card up on Wednesday afternoon. And, you know, we're looking hard at these different reps, and we're talking to the coaches, and, and we're talking to the players, and, you know, I correctly predicted he was going to get cut, one of the first 11 guys. But, you uh-huh. know, because of the problems they've got at inside linebacker, and then Kamal Martin hurts his knee and has to go on this three-week IR. He'll probably be out eight weeks or so. They put him on practice squad. Okay, all right, no surprise there. And then they put him up on the 55. Okay, you know, and, and the next thing you know, he's in, the, he's in the first team out there. He ends up getting six tackles. And, and really plays well. So there's two or three guys that were like that. And, and I thought it was really impressive because, you know, for 13 years of Mike McCarthy, you'd see these guys, they would get drafted, you'd see them flash during the preseason and, and during the training camp, 
and then you'd say, oh, you know, they'll probably have a big role. And then you wait till October before they hit the mm-hmm. field. Lafleur not only wins the football game, puts up 43 points against Mike Zimmer, the most points that Zimmer has given up in his tenure as the head coach of the Vikings, but Lafleur's already doing his preseason stuff with these snaps with Josiah, the girl at tight end, with Chris Barnes playing inside linebacker, with getting the ball into Tyler Irvin's hands like we had anticipated. But, you know, all these jet sweeps that they're using with those guys. I mean, a lot of guys. And then and because of injuries, you've got rookies from the back of the chart on the offensive line depth chart getting 15 snaps. And, again, a lot of people got some experience and snaps. And for the field of football, if they're going to need them, you know, later on in the season, it doesn't get any better than that. Mike, let's get to some important stuff. All that football stuff don't mean nothing to me. How did they feed you guys in this thing up there? Because I know that's very important to you. Because you, I mean, you're an expert <laughs> on food. Now, how was the food wherever they had the media at? I there mean, was no hovering was involved. Uh, yeah. No, first of all, so you you walk up to the stadium two hours before the kick, and it's a ghost town. Yep. And then you go through, and they check you for your temperature, and you have to fill out a questionnaire that's on an iPad. And everybody's yep. wearing masks and gloves and shields. And right. it's quiet and eerie. Then you go upstairs, and the cafeteria is shut down. What? The cafeteria was shut down. And there's only just a few people there, attendants. I mean, a lot of people, you know, out of work. I mean, there's hundreds, thousands of people that work at the stadium that weren't working on Sunday because there's nobody to really serve. And what they did is they brought in, they had some coffee before the game, and then they had old-fashioned box lunches that were nice, uh, chicken salad, <laughs> banana, let's see, I think there was a cookie in there, uh, you know. You feel like you was in school, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, no, it's like the food we got when you were playing. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, lunch meat and cold cuts and veggies, uh, which is just fine. That's all we really need. But, uh, yeah, because, you know, in the last couple of years, it's been ridiculous. I mean, the last time Ziggy Wolf was serving lobster mac and uh, brisket up there. So, You know, Mike, what, uh, what about the city itself as far as where the bars hopping with fans? Uh, it's, it's stuff like nothing, that or no? Steve, nothing. Even in the nothing. bars? Because there was, were bars around here filled with Packer fans. Yeah, well, now, see, I, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, it's just all I know is that we went downtown to shoot some stories, you know, to shoot for the Facebook, for the fan Facebook page Saturday night. We're down there about 6 o'clock, and it looked like kind of a mild Saturday night, people going out to dinner in downtown Minneapolis, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a damn ghost town at 10 o'clock before noon kick. I mean, there was nothing going on. Wow. And, 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 and then I got out of there about 6.30 or 7 o'clock, and again, it was it was empty from the downtown. I and I didn't seek out any, you know, sports bars or anything. And I went back to a house with a friend that I was staying at to work on, you know, the next day's things. But um, I mean, I, I'm sure it's somewhere. And I know that my friends went to a uh, a Vikings party, you know, where they watched it on TV. But uh, it was really quiet. You know, it's really quiet. And you know, it's also a city. That's been hurting all summer after George Floyd, which was just, it's just about two or three miles from the stadium. We went there Saturday afternoon. And, you know, there's, so there's some of that, too. There's some of, what? It, it's the middle of a pandemic and people are staying home up there. Well, you have to imagine that the atmosphere in Green Bay will be much different this Sunday as far as activity around the stadium. Even though there's not going to be fans in the stadium, 
I would have to think Green Bay will still be buzzing. I don't know. That's a great question. I probably should call a couple of hotels and see if they got anything booked. I don't. I, actually, I don't know what the rules are about tailgating in the parking lot game days for people that just sort of want to celebrate that way. Yeah, but I don't know even if we're not tailgating, you still got to think those bars are going to be hopping. Yeah, because I do know that there was, you know, Ford Field didn't have any uh, fans, and I was just reading a story about that some people wanted to still tailgate and get together because they've been doing it for. 15 years, and they actually had to talk an officer into letting him tailgate in a parking lot outside of Ford Field. And, uh, and how did how did the Lions the Lions were up 23 to six, and they lost that game to Trubisky? Unbelievable. I'm getting a, I'm getting text from Rami Makloff, uh, who obviously lives up in the Minneapolis area, and he's filling in for Bill Michaels uh, the rest of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 10 until 2 here on the Fan. Uh, and he is listening uh, on the Radio.com app, I think, unless he's in town. Uh, and he said that you should have went to Uptown Minneapolis because it was hopping uh, for the Vikings and Packers uh, game on oh, Sunday. Oh, Mike yeah. I got no safe. time to do that. Thank you for filling in. That would be Rami's job. That, absolutely right. He did a good job, I'm sure, of it. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you, Big Show. Take care. There he is. Michael Clemens in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It's your passion or growing your home. Clemdo. A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1930. Five. Take a quick time out. Come back on the other side. More Wendy's Big Show and still to come. We will have the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show with the franchise Tim Allen coming up uh, from 6 until 6.30. And then after the last pitch, you'll make the switch. Bayview Shade and Blinds postgame show right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.